0: Welcome to the Podski. What? Oh, yeah. You
1: understand, baby? Dig it? Let me tell you another thing. First name John,
0: last name Baker. Uh-huh.
1: Brother. Hello and welcome to the Podski. I'm your host, the man of a thousand gimmicks, John Baker. It is episode 43. So shout out to the King Richard Petty. Andretti, you know all about him.
0: I know all about him
1: uh we got the three-man booth back together mongoose andretti we were coming back with a wwe backlash review ski uh and what a show that was this weekend we're gonna jump into it here in a little bit but uh what's going on guys welcome back so to-
0: you're, you're gonna you're gonna hear construction stuff in the background because they're we're getting work done on the house so you're gonna hear probably a bunch of uh a bunch of drills and pounding and stuff like that so i apologize in advance for that
1: Oh, you're good. We know, we know you you're moving race shops. You hear a
0: bunch of drills and pounding and stuff.
2: If you roll past the mongoose den around uh, four thirty a.m. on the right Thursday, you know <laughs> what I'm saying?
0: I mean, I try, I tried to get out of your house by five, but I know you're still in the shower, and I try to just get out of there as quick as I can.
2: <laughs> hey, really quick, what do we got? Forty-three. All I, the only thing I can think of stands out really big is uh, Troy Palamala. What else we got here famous actually, famous 43s
0: I've got a, I've got a shout out I gotta keep the, the new tradition going here about giving shout outs on the uh, the former four Stills Rangers legends uh, number 43 Mark grow who was a good friend of of me and the graz and the gras older brother Tommy grow uh, grow uh, tragically passed away about uh, about a year and a half ago so probably the best uh, the best tight end the school's ever had great dude always had the mullet always had the chicks just a just a great dude to be around all the time. Always funny stories with that guy, and always a, a barrel of laughs. And you know, we've known that guy since we were little kids, man. And he, and he passed away of, of cancer about a year and a half ago, and it uh, you know definitely not a not a good thing. But you know, we we think about we think about grow every day, man. We talk about grow almost every day, so we're we're sad about that. But uh, you know, we're the the legend. The legend definitely lives on in our hearts, and, and it's uh, you know definitely a guy that made a huge impact on all of us for sure.
2: Well, that's awesome, man. Much respect, Grow. I remember when I didn't know him very well, personally, aside, honestly, from a lot of just stories and things that you guys would say from times growing up, but a nice little tribute there. I'll tell you what, man, and to put Grow over here even better, I'm looking through this list of famous 43s, and aside from uh, Grow, Dennis Eckersley, Troy Palomala, Darren Sproles is all right. And there ain't, much of, there ain't much else going on here. I have Ralph Kiner's Pirate Hall of Fame. There we go. Not to give away our location or anything like that.
1: <laughs> I don't want to steal Andretti's, um, Andretti's gimmick here, but we got there. There are some birthdays on uh, dropping on the show this week. If yes.
0: The,
1: yeah. Do you have them or do you want me to do them this week? You
0: know, last week, I, I felt like after we did last week's show, I gave too many, so I was only going to name one this week because the show's going to come out on the 11th on on um on Thursday. So I really wanted to give a, a quick birthday shout out to a, a a a guy that we that probably loves the podcast, and that's Billy Kidman.
2: Happy birthday to him! I don't
0: care. Good luck.
1: Happy birthday, Kidman! I got, I got actually, I have a few. So. So we,
0: we talk about you talk about kidman, you talk about people that always had the chicks around them. I mean, hats off to that guy, man, for for the the Tory Wilson years. Billy, we were living vicariously through you, man. We still are. You are a hell of a talent. We love you, man. Hope you're doing well.
1: Yeah, seriously. Uh, you, fuck you, Billy.
2: You guys want your to tie into that? Uh how about this? So Billy Kidman's birthday on 511 and uh, the numerology the angel number 511 suggests that new love is on the horizon um it's, it it also symbolizes spiritual awakening and overall spiritual growth um and so look man he was christened and for that i'm sure he is forever thankful so if we don't think that the uh that our that our destiny isn't written into stars just look at billy kidman
0: amen to that
1: uh <laughs> uh another happy birthday shout out to uh bobby rude happy birthday bobby rude
0: happy birthday to him i don't care good luck yeah that's that's a good one that's a, that's a, a guy that, that deserved better than he got in the wwe that's for sure
1: absolutely uh mongoose will know this one uh happy birthday ace hood
2: And happy birthday to him. I don't care. Good luck.
1: Big shout out to Ace Hood.
2: I don't know who Ace Hood is.
1: Yes, you do. I'm so hood. Uh, Salvador Dali. Happy birthday, Salvador Dali.
2: And happy birthday to him.
0: I don't care. Good luck. I don't mean
2: to throw you off, John. I literally don't know who Ace Hood is. I'm looking him up right now.
0: Was that the guy that got into the brawl out with CM Punk? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. whatever.
2: Yeah, he he bit Kenny Omega. He did. He threw the dog across the
0: room.
1: So, did Ace Hood say, I'm so hood? Uh, No, that was his uh, song. He was a part of that uh, with DJ Khaled. It was DJ Khaled's song. I
2: know. Yeah, I know that song. So, that's so weird that ace hood is in that song
1: that literally be
2: that that would just be like that would be like i i don't know i I don't even know what the the comparison is there i mean i guess it'd be like thuggish ruggish bone and it's all bonus bone thugs and harmony song right like that makes sense i don't know i i I was completely thrown off because i didn't know that ace hood was a was a shoot dude no
1: wait mm? no that's on me that foul on the play oh for one i it's trick daddy implies they're in i'm so hood i got that mixed up with cash flow okay yeah Yep. Yep. cash yep. flow cash flow was um
2: i know that i know the bugatti song i only because i literally know
0: the uh something
2: something bugatti that was i mean
0: unless unless all these people were in white snake i have no idea what the hell you guys are talking about right now
2: <laughs> i completely understand that all right i'm take, take me back in i'm paying attention again let's rock
0: no there yep. was we got what uh thursday is uh you're not going to believe this what a what a great day thursday is national eat what you want day and i'm there all for go. that
1: i'm digging that one
2: you got you this isn't your this isn't your electric chair mail all right but this is your your eat what you want day meal off the top of your head what do you got baker
1: uh, pizza.
2: I want, I want, give me the restaurant. Give me the, or give me a little bit more specific.
1: Uh, okay. So, probably if I'm going to eat whatever I want and I have a, like legitimately zero, uh, I have, uh, limitation. yeah, do feel bad. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm going to feel real bad. I'm going to go in the breakfast. I'm going to go a whole box of fruity pebbles in the mixing bowl with milk. Uh, lunch, probably going to go, uh, probably will go with fast food. So I would probably go with like a, a, a double Whopper with large with a Diet Coke. And then for dinner, I'm going pizza and wings.
0: That's pretty Perfect. good. What you, yeah. What you got, Andre? I think breakfast, I'm going to go give me a, give me a box, a whole box of uh, home style egos with butter and a large orange uh-huh. juice. And then for lunch, I'm going to get, um, about three or four slices of cheese pizza and a big diet coke, and then for dinner, um, probably, probably a big bowl of spaghetti for dinner with uh, with the cheese on there, the cheese gimmick and in uh, the red peppers, and a uh, nice glass of rosé. Nice, nice. So this,
2: since it's, it's, it's what ready? you since it since it's, it's what ready? you want day, I'm yeah. I'm going. I'm going. I'm uh, interesting you said egos because I am going, uh, so whatever name, you know, name your name your brand, frozen waffle, you know, obviously toasted frozen waffle, uh, with syrup and Cool Whip on top of them. Mm. Okay. So, yep, yep, yep. So that's my breakfast. Man, my it, lunch.
0: That's so long.
2: Oh, Bretta. Lunch straight over to the, uh, Asian cafe or whatever. And I'm getting me a lunch, General So's chicken with pork fried rice, an egg roll, and then a wonton soup. Ooh. And then, yep, yep. And then my dinner is um i'm getting i'm getting mexican um something one of those like combination style dinners with uh some spanish rice and beans maybe like a burrito uh something like quesadilla one one of those like combination things where i get like six things or like the grande dinner or the special dinner Uh um and as many margaritas as i can drink until i go to bed
0: Uh okay okay wow
1: You really, you like really went hard there at the end. Oh,
2: dude, if it's going to be what I want to, and I got, you know, I got warring factions in my belly then too, you know what I'm saying? Because we're going, we're going from the Great Wall, the whole way down to the Yucatan, but whatever, brother, I'll be
0: ready. (laughs) I might want to change my, I'm going to change my dinner to pineapple, chicken fried rice and a bunch of egg rolls is what I want.
2: Oh, that dude, when you're consequence free, that's what that's when I'm I could really get down with Mexican and Chinese, man. Sure. Like, if, if yeah, like if I know that, like, if I got nothing to do tomorrow, I can you know, you can get yourself a nice, wonderful dinner that just puts you into a nice food coma and then just deal with the rest of it whenever you wake up.
0: So, yesterday after we got done, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot here on I'm gonna shoot on the house here in a second, okay? But yesterday when we got home, um i ate about three-fourths of a can of nacho nacho cheese queso and about two bags of chips <laughs> and and if i would have had more chips and more queso i would have eaten all of that too
1: wow i haven't done that in so long and you
0: know what dude it was it that what, what kind of case you say was can I think it was, I didn't prepare it. My mother-in-law prepared it because we came, we came. Or in like, the, so maybe
2: the jar or whatever. It, too.
0: it was, yeah. whatever it was, it was delicious.
2: The, and And dude, that is those, that's one of those foods. And you know, there's several of them out there that while you're eating it, you can't stop.
0: Yeah. And the
2: second you're done, if it's after like two chips or two bags, you feel like hell for hours and hours and you wish you never did it. But, (laughs) like, what, but why are you eating feels so good, dude? Um, every time I've ever eaten a cool ranch Dorito, I felt that way. Uh Like, again, if I have one or 40, I feel like cool ranch Doritos afterwards. Yes, um, do you know what I mean? Anytime I'm trying to think that 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 queso dip is definitely one of those, um. Buffalo chicken dip is like that for me too. Like, like that, that heavy again, man, going down, I can never stop. The second I'm, I stop, I wish I never did it.
1: You can just yeah, that's Buffalo chicken dip. You could just eat like 17 pounds of it. And then you realize you just ate 17 pounds of it. And you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe I yep. just did all that. I, I yep. hate myself. Yep. Yeah.
2: You're sweat. you're sweating cream cheese and hot sauce. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, um, uh, news
0: before before we get into it like let's let's put this disclaimer out there because there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on in our lives right now and we wanted to talk about a couple more shows here today but we just haven't gotten to them man and it's you know with with mongoose i know he's got work stuff going on and it's been really tough to to you know get free time to do everything i mean we we just bought a house um you know recently we're we're in the process of of cleaning that place out and and getting the painters in there tomorrow and the the plumber came today and the locksmith came yesterday and the termite guy came today so we got a lot of work we got to do in that house man but i'm gonna i'm just gonna say this right now if you sell your house and you move out do not leave shit in your house because you think the next people that own the house are gonna want that shit. because we went through that house yesterday man it took five adults over five hours to clean all the bullshit out of that house and to put it into the garage so that a gigantic junk uh, junk truck could come today and haul everything away, dude. Five hours of work we put in yesterday, and we put in probably another four or five hours today cleaning that stuff out. It is fucking unbearable to me how inconsiderate people are sometimes and just leaving bullshit in their house. For the next person to deal with. I don't think that woman ever cleaned that house one time the entire the entire time she was living in that house for decades, dude. And we're in there taking blinds down. There's freaking spiders everywhere. It's like, I believe it's like a like a like a like a a haunted house. It's like it's like we're cleaning out a haunted house. It's it's just unbearable. So, if you're going to do anything when you sell your you sell your property, whoever's listening to this, do not leave bullshit in that house for other people to clean up. Be a respectable human being. Get all your stuff out of there and be an adult.
2: Yeah. And, you know, life hack too while we're at it because you just spouting off like that. It was not until I uh moved out of my college apartment at first, whenever I first did my first, like try to spend three and a half years worth of beating this place up to earn back my security deposit. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of cleaning. Um, And in that process, I upfront saw just how much like grime there was. And so I said to myself, okay, when I have my own place, I'm going to keep up with it. Right. So then I move into my own, own place and when you said like the the blinds or the windows like the window sills little like even desks and stuff you dude if you vacuum all the time if you don't move furniture and get underneath things it is disgusting it's public service announcement it'll make you and your spouse closer take one day every 60 days or so and like move your refrigerator and get all the gunk and junk out of it. And like, wipe off the top of your windowsills and things that you never so that you aren't li- living in just secret filth. Do you know what I mean? Because Absolutely. it is, it is terrifying what accumulates there if you don't pay attention, and you could literally be around and the rest of your house could be squeaky clean. And then the second that you need to like, change the window blinds, and then you go and You just see this, like, you know, the, 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 the dust bowl form in front of you.
0: Terrible. Yeah.
2: It'll make, it'll make you and yours closer, turn it into a day, put some music on and, and just make sure that the upkeep is so much better than it is to try to undo the years of damage that Andretti was just talking about right there. they,
0: They anchored, they anchored everything possible into the walls. Nah,
2: that's terrible man and
0: dude i'm telling you if that woman cleaned that house one time in 30 years i'll <laughs> shake your hand you can if you can prove that she <laughs> did that, because i don't think she did and, and and here's here's another thing speaking of fridges don't leave stuff in the fridge when you move out how about we do that let's let's start yeah. small.
1: yeah that's a dick move i can't i can't imagine like moving out of our house right now i hated moving uh i, I helped uh the brother-in-law chick i've helped him move three times uh i've moved once myself like it is the least amount of fun and i know i'm gonna have to do it some sometime again in my lifetime but oh my yeah the, the that is a big pro tip uh mongoose for cleaning things like set a reminder in your phone and then just do yep. it the weekend. like it, those are really good life hacks for home ownership and welcome to the joys of home ownership mongoose I mean- and ready
0: Dude, like the thing too, man, it's, it's not even our stuff is the problem too. It's That's not even our part, stuff. Yeah. Man. You know, we're, we're moving somebody else's junk and you know, you, you, you buy your first home and it's and getting the keys should be like a really great experience for you and your spouse. Right. Mm-hmm. When you get the keys to your first home and then you open the garage and it's full of stuff that should have been thrown away. Yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, it, it almost ruined the whole day, man, yesterday. And like, I had to, I had to keep like stepping back and just checking in with myself because I got into that garage and I started throwing shit everywhere, dude. I was so pissed off. I get in that garage, man. I was, I was slamming stuff around. I was throwing around stuff like, like they were, like they were doing little dinks and I was Bam Bam Bigelow, dude. And I'm in there, I'm in there doing cartwheels and splashes onto the freaking junk pile. It was, the, it was the, ridiculous.
2: The, the, the thought, the thought of you doing what is that NES game? Is that s- s- superstars? The one, the one with Bam Bam, where he throws out those cartwheels. I think. No, know. I, I know
0: that was that, that. Yeah, that maybe that was that game. I forget what game that is. Because,
2: because, dude, that is that is an all timer. I, I, that was actually, uh that was whenever I, I was a young enough kid that I didn't know that people jump from promotion to promotion, and so I was gobsmacked that Bam Bam Bigelow was in the game at the same time as Hulk Hogan and stuff because, like. I didn't know that they coexisted. I only thought that Bam Bam was the beast from the East that came back after like uh, Survivor Series 92 or whatever. And then when when it was my, my friend, uh, next door neighbor across the street, he was one of those kids that he had everything. He was the first kid with the game genie that I knew and all that. And he was just thrown around those Bam Bam cartwheels and he was unstoppable. I'm on this right now, WWF superstars you
0: know it's kind of interesting thinking about him too because you go you go back and look at those cards from those WrestleManias, and for him being such an awesome worker and so athletic he he wasn't really at too many WrestleManias. but i think he got hurt in in one of the ones in the 80s um where he was supposed to have a have a a decent a decent sized uh uh decent sized match he got he got injured right before mania i think but I, i can't remember when that was
2: right well and there's there's a couple of things um Oh, man. And, you know, I would have to go back and do some digging through the archives. But whenever we were watching those Saturday Night Main events, I actually think that he was. Maybe I'm wrong, but if, maybe he was one of the people that was supposed to be involved with like that Uncle Elmer group and and all them. And I think that there was like a rash of injuries that might have derailed all of that because that was what made hillbilly jim go away that was what made um uncle elmer go away i feel like bam bam might have been involved in that too well
0: i mean they had on there every week and then he just disappeared
2: yep and then it definitely did not help that uh whenever he then um you know came back for run number two and then he was just on the wrong side of the click they
0: they had one of one of those guys they drowned in a in a river you remember that and then we never saw him again the uncle owner group uncles it was it was cousin somebody or uncle somebody that drowned and that was the last we ever saw of the guy
2: john i know that you went and and you were rediscovering the new generation that when when we're in year like four and a half of this show and we're just running out of cool things to talk about we need to go back we need to watch the saturday night main events and we need to watch the um wwf superstars from the from the beginning they're, dude those saturday night's main events you have no idea dude they're in they did halloween party costume parties they're like it, macho man's tarzan elizabeth is jane uh mean jeans in in full get up gimmick they're cracking each other all the time oh they, they did uncle Jeez. they did uncle elmer's wedding yes Dude, they did Uncle Elmer's wedding. I like all of this on a wrestling. And they and people say that, like, you know, when did the hokie stuff start? It's literally been there forever right. from the beginning of time. It's, it's and then Hulk,
0: it's been there since the beginning of time.
2: Yeah. And then Look. Hulk Hogan comes out, dude, and you'll never hear a crowd erupt as insane as they do. And the, yeah, dude, those those Saturday night Main events are really, really great.
1: Well, to shout out what's going on here already is, uh, we got shout out Facebook Nick. Uh, he messaged, uh, he messaged us this week and asked if we can review Royal Rumble '92. So that is on the list of things that we're gonna get into. Uh, we we already talked about doing the invasion. Uh, at some point too, that was number one on the recommendations list. So uh, if you're checking us out on YouTube for the first time, you're not going to get uh, actual video of our faces because we are not prepared for any of that, but uh, thank you for watching. And every single episode of the Podski is up on YouTube now. And uh, it's been actually, the numbers were actually way better than what I anticipated. Nice. So uh, the nice uh, shout out to our, our brothers in India right now that are checking us out over, uh, across uh, across the the Atlantic and the uh, Indian Ocean tucked away in there so uh shout out to them and uh yeah so if you if you're new to the channel or you're new to the Podski, it, it's it's everywhere it's on YouTube check it check out all the back uh, archived episodes and uh I we're definitely going to start doing retrospective type shows to uh go back and on because they're mo- they're a lot more fun when you when you watch them together and you go back and then talk about them it's way more fun.
2: Oh, yeah. And, and I, you know, not to not to give anything away, but we, we've you know, we've spitballed stuff just in the group separately. And, you know, not only what I, what I think would be neat would be and I'm glad that you got a couple of suggestions like that's pretty B.A. I like that. Yeah. But like what I would really like to do is like if we did a, a the one week, I tell you guys my three favorite matches. And let's let's watch and review my three favorite matches. And then let's do yours. And let's do Andretti's. And let's do Milton's. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I I think that those kinds of things would be cool, especially if it's something where it would only only be better if it's like, I would almost not want to do things that happened in the last, like, 24 months. Because Mm -hmm. it makes me go back to, like, whenever I, I was so excited to make you watch Sean and Marty from the Royal Rumble, right? And I wish that now I could just, you know, go in on that on a podcast because the neat thing is, is like, you know, if, if we talk, take like notes of like what I'm thinking going in and like, you know, the way that, it, so yeah, I I think that those kinds of ideas or stuff are really cool too. So fun things, fun things on the horizon. I like all of this.
1: Yeah. And we were just spitballing off, uh, off air here too, about, uh, potentially doing weekly or bi-weekly update to the G1 in the summer. So uh, we we, get, we might be planning that. We don't know yet. But uh, uh, yeah, we got a lot of interesting stuff coming up on the pod scheme. Um, but yeah, do we got any other news that we want to... I know Andretti likes to hop in here on the news. Do you, you got something, Mongoose?
2: Yeah, I got two things really quick. The first one that I need everybody to know is... Um, and quick warning for gimmick infringement onto uh, the homeboy Andretti, but um myself and the fam we uh we took a little trip down to baltimore the aquarium nice yep absolutely wonderful day and uh we ended the day we were looking around for something to eat baby mongoose only eats three or four food groups uh pizza chicken nuggets quesadillas and then anything with sugar in it and so um i typed in pizza places we were right down right downtown uh, you know, near the uh, power plant live area, got a hit back on a really highly rated place. And so um, I was scared to death because when the pizza came out, it was not in slices, it was in squares. Um, and the crust was deep and the sauce was on top. And my kid, I, she's very picky. She took a bite and she did not stop taking bites. And Mrs. Mongoose was over the moon with it. And so um, underground pizza factory in uh, Baltimore on the um, the uh, power plant live area, you got it going on. So that was absolutely wonderful. Detroit style pizza. If you're not familiar, deep dish, cheese on the bottom, sauce on top. We got the cheese for baby mongoose. Me and the missus had the um, it was something like it's called like margarita explosion or whatever. So good. Uh, and then last one is the Mario movie comes out on streaming services tomorrow. It is $30 on Apple. If you are, uh, if you're an iTunes streamer, I'm telling you this, if you have not seen it and you won't go to the theater and you have kids that might be into something like that, or you want to feel nostalgic, I am dropping the do- the 30 bucks tomorrow. Like it's that good. I've already seen it twice. I'm my kid is so excited to see it again. If you haven't seen it, see it because it's everything, especially if you grew up as I did. Super Mario was the first game I ever owned. Um, But Super Mario World, that is. Uh, It holds true. There's fan service, but it is very kid friendly as well as intriguing enough for adults to stay on. So those are my two big things.
1: Nice. Um,
0: speaking of speaking of things to, to check out I, i'm de- we're definitely watching that mario movie there's no doubt about it probably this oh, yeah. weekend
2: but it's so good you, it's if so you're good
0: for if you're looking for a show to binge that's pretty damn good rabbit hole with keith or sutherland is awesome
1: oh it's just a bunch the, of stuff um, down the down first out in la
0: just ended and it was great dude it's really great
1: i need to get in on a show so what uh if we're booking uh a little bit ahead here on the Podski? um we're going to bring back Allison to do a documentary because usually Allison comes in and we do the documentary stuff with her. We only done two of those, but we're bringing in um, Allison back in because there's one reality show. I don't know if Mongoose or Mrs. Mongoose watches it, but it's Vanderpump rules. And there has been some spicy happenings in that we've been, we've literally been watching Vanderpump rules for years and there's just some incredibly spicy stuff that's been going on and they're getting ready. And we're going to do a show around the reunion. And I, I can't wait because it it's so it's so good. And to tie that to
2: wrestling. What's funny is they've been legitimately impacting whichever night, Monday or Wednesday, whichever night they're on. They've yeah. been legitimately impacting wrestling show ratings. So that's yeah, funny you it. said that.
1: It's so good. Uh, they're right in uh, Andretti's backyard there in uh, West Hollywood, too.
0: Well, I was going to I was gonna say, speaking of Allison, I might have a show for you guys to watch because I know you dabble a little bit now and again in the uh, in the true crime stuff. Now, I don't want to I don't even want to say the name of it yet, but it's only three episodes and I'm only one episode in, into it. And it's really, really, really interesting. So I'm going to probably finish that in, the, in the, next, the next two nights and then hopefully by next week, if I think it's awesome, I'll, I'll recommend it for you and Allison to check out.
1: Okay, yeah, cuz I know that there's a new show on HBO Max with Woody Harrelson who like if Woody Harrelson's in anything, I want to watch it. It's the it's the plumbers.
0: like Plumbers. White House Plumbers?
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I want to watch that badly, but I want all the episodes to come out before I watch it.
0: Yeah. Um speaking of uh, Baltimore. Speaking of Baltimore and the in the pizza. Yeah. Uh do we want to do we want to spill the beans on what we're planning on doing here in the middle of July?
1: Spill it, brother.
0: So we, this is going to probably be an annual thing now for for at least the three of us, where we get together in the summer and we go to an indie show. So we are going to go. This is what the plan is for right now. You know, knock on wood, nothing crazy happens, and, and we you know don't get derailed. But uh, in Hollywood, Maryland, MCW, live and in the raw, the Podsky, the Podsky three man band will be in uh, will be in attendance at that show and if we can swing by and hit hit some detroit style pizza and some jimmy's chicken and crab legs i'm all i'm all about doing that man for sure
1: oh give me some of that jimmy seafood i want that badly i'm yeah. so pumped. i'm so pumped for uh for uh the the b summer here to get started no do
0: you know the thing the thing about it too man is is i was looking for stuff to do in dc And I couldn't really find any like action figure stores to check out that look pretty good. I think we might want to just do Baltimore instead of doing DC. Yeah,
1: because I don't I've already tried to look before and and I couldn't find anything like toy store wise around the area. Like I don't see anything either. Cause we went because we did Long Island last year, which we talked about a few times here before, but um but like in Long Island there's so many places to go, but like anywhere out here we're at and especially down into Maryland there's like nothing.
0: And look, I I'm super excited about going on that trip too because I've never been south of Waldorf in Maryland. And there's a there's a whole part of Maryland that that whole like eastern part of Maryland, you know, that is kind of like detached from from the from the mainland side a little bit. Um, I've never been over there, dude. I've never been over in that whole area, and like, maybe there's nothing there. I don't care. I don't care if there is or if there isn't. But I've never been there, and that's a part of the country that just one of those few places in the country that I've just never been to yet, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to checking it out.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. So mark that down uh, in your calendars, listeners. Uh, that's gonna be around the July 15th. That's when we're going out. So uh, hopefully uh, after that July 15th week, we're gonna uh, the following week we'll have a little review ski show, a little. Little rehash of uh of our happenings at uh MCW. Hopefully we see uh LA Night there. Angie- I mean, do you
0: want to do you want to just record that night? Why not just why not just go to a, go get some drinks afterwards, and then we're, when we're at the hotel and just fire up the pods pods and record it right there like we did for Mania.
1: Well, we could because I have two boom. I have two booms now, and then the only problem is we'd have to share a mic so we could pass it back and forth. But I mean, it would be pretty easy with the boom to pass sure. it back and forth. But yeah,
2: we. Can yeah, have to- I mean, I'd, I'd be in, and 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 you know, because you know, the thing is, is especially from last year. What did we do last year? Got all amped, came upstairs and watched a whole bunch of Creative Pro shows so that we could watch Philip Cardigan and stuff. So was, uh, wow. you know, yes, what's that? I was out cold. Ah, uh, well, that's what happens. <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes we're little so guys.
0: So we all were. Yeah. I mean, we were. That that day was. We got to the hotel showered watched a bunch of Ramstein videos for no reason and then went and bought toys and went to a wrestling show
2: <laughs> i dude i completely <laughs> forgot that we just cranked Ramstein. that, that was is, that was awesome
1: this should be better because the travel like will be literally in half yeah the yeah. time of travel so because it'll only be like two hours max to get to where we're going
0: yeah it won't be bad and even if it is bad we can stop and eat and be idiots the whole way down there's no big deal no yeah for sure
1: Mongu or, uh, we got Mongoose, the two things. You got anything else, Andretti?
0: I mean, the only other thing I, I wanted to talk about very briefly here, and I know you guys, you know, aren't, aren't super up to date with new Japan and I'm behind too with new Japan right now, but, um, that show's coming up on the 21st. That's, that's next Sunday. Uh, the long beach show resurgence, which I already bought my ticket. Like, let me, let me just explain to you how awesome this whole experience has been. So, I've never been to the Long Beach Pyramid. Where where Long Beach State, you know, plays their indoor events, right? I've never been there. They've redone it. The seating is awesome. It looks so good. There's no there's no bad seats in that whole freaking venue. There are there are like so many ways to get to the aisles. You don't have like 35 seats in a row where if you get stuck in the middle seat, you got to climb over 30 people to get to the to get to the aisle, right? It's 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 really segmented well. And when I looked at when I looked at the prices, I could not believe that they were as inexpensive as they were. They were selling tickets for twenty five bucks for that show. Now I got I got one for I got one. I think mine was forty or forty five, and I got an aisle seat, and it, and there's nobody in front of me, dude. There's nobody sitting in front of me. I've got a, I, I looked up my seat in advance. And I didn't even know who the hell was going to be on that card, but dude, I'm so fired up about going to that show. And I tried I tried to get the I tried to get my wife to, to to tag along and she doesn't want to do it, which is fine, but I'm going to go down there I'm going to go down there early. I'm going to go get, you know, good fish tacos or go get some pizza in Long Beach cuz there's a couple of places down there I want to check out. But that card is good, man. I mean, I'm looking at the card right now. So they've got the um they're doing the um the four way for the women the the, the New Japan Strong Women's Championship tournament, and dude, I, I I geeked out so much when I heard this because Mercedes Monet is going to be there, and in the first round she's taking on Stephanie Vaquer, who's a CMLL girl who is awesome, who I've been telling you guys about for a while, how how good she is. So she's going to be wrestling um, Mercedes uh, Monet in, in the first round of that tournament. I'm super excited about that. And then in the other the other side of the um, tournament is is Momo Momo Kogo. Uh, who I'm not familiar with uh, against Willow Nightingale, who I'm, I I love a lot. So that that Will, is-
2: yeah, and and you know, Willow Willow going to be over insane. Oh,
0: there's no doubt, dude. Yeah,
2: like, that, that that's, that's awesome. what that would make that really cool is I'm assuming I I do not I do not know Momo Kogo Momo Kogo excuse me, but uh, you know that a she could probably go if she's booked for this and b. We know that Nightingale can, and that dude, that crowd is gonna go insane for all the oh, yeah. Nightingale. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's gonna be great. And the I mean, fact that you get to see go, Mercedes go, is awesome.
0: They're gonna go nuts for for Mercedes too, big time. You know. Yeah. so dude, Also, also on that card is gonna be a street fight: Fred Rosser and Juice Robinson street fight. So oh, Amos that's gonna Smitter. be, dude, that's gonna be great, man. And then, and then yep. we've got the, uh, the the strong open weight championship. It's Hikaleo against Kenta, with the yep. uh, you know the the rematch. So that that should be. A, a, a ton of fun um also what, what, what else we got here we got a, this um, tri- this
2: trios match okada yeah, ishii and rocky romero versus moxley shooter and uh wheeler Yuta. that'll be How great, great
0: that, dude so yeah that'll I, I, be great did, did they did um did chaos win those win those trios belts
2: um, i didn't see the show so i do not know
1: Don't know.
0: Either man, I'm not sure if they did or not, but I, I'm assuming they didn't since they don't doesn't say that you know they're the champs on here. But I, I have no idea if they did or they didn't. But um, then we've got we've got um, Hiroshi uh, Tanahashi Osprey in a 60 minute time limit match, Ooh. and that is for the number one contenders uh, tournament for the uh, the, the United States Championship, which is going to be awesome. And then uh, I get I, I guess this is the main event, they, a 30 minute um, New Japan Strong Women's Tournament Championship. Between the winner of Mercedes and Stephanie Vacare versus Nightingale in in Kogo, and dude, I cannot wait to go to that show because by then the painters should be almost done. We should have the plumbers already in there. The termite people are already in there. And locksmith is already done. Things are moving in the right direction, and hopefully, you know, in a week and a half from right now, it'll it's just going to be a very nice experience to just to just go down there. And just and just geek out and be in the moment and have fun at a wrestling show, man. I'm really looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, we will do that. And, that, you know, that's essentially that's essentially going to be a double main, truly, because your app Monet has to be in that or money has to be in the main event. Right. Sure. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just it doesn't make sense to, to not do it. Vince would have her, would have her get screwed out of the, out of it in the beginning, and then she would, you know, you'd have to pay to see her come back again or whatever. But yeah, dude, that looks like an awesome show. That's going to be dude, really so, cool.
0: I'm so excited that Stephanie Vaccaro is going to be there, and and she's one of the four people. That are going to be in that in that tournament, dude, because she's she hasn't been on any of those shows. She's not she hasn't been on on New Japan or or, you know, anything like that. So it's just it's really cool that they went out of outside the company to bring in somebody like her that can work her ass off.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. That's that show sounds like it's going to be awesome. Super. I mean, I had no
0: idea what that card was going to be, man. And that card has turned into something that's pretty damn impressive.
1: That is pretty impressive. Uh, speaking uh, one last thing before we get into the backlash review here, uh, that is impressive is that AW sold 60,000 tickets to All In already. Were they they overpassed, I think 60. Is it like 63 now or
0: something? I mean, it's got, to yeah, be, it's got
2: to be. I heard, I heard 65 the other day, but that was, uh, that was not a, like a non confirmed number. I don't remember if that was one where it was somebody parroting what jericho said or what. but regardless dude here's the thing since they're over 60 then that means that no less than 75 will be there
1: oh, because
2: yeah. you know that when especially the week of again we talked about this before that dude they'll they'll do 20 dollar two for ones to get people into that building the week before the show if they have to and so who cares? It, like the, the gate doesn't matter anymore because you've already made $8 million. Now fill the place up and they're going to, they're yep. legitimately going to, and that's going to be awesome.
0: Hey, I, I said they weren't going to be able to do it. And I was worried they were only going to get 30,000 people in there, man. And, and if they can get 75 or 80 or a hundred, then, I mean, that's unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Uh, I am not. I, the only thing that I, that makes me a little, I'm not, I'm a little sad about it is that I'm going to be out of town that weekend. So I'm gonna have to catch it on the back end, but um, but yeah, I'm super super excited for AW that they 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 did it, and they're gonna they're gonna pack it out now. It doesn't matter; they made their money, so let's pack it out. And they didn't even yeah. have a match yet.
2: Well, and here's the thing: is that they got a they have a pay per view coming up, and he, and I'm they good on them. They the fortune is falling into their hands because last year at this time. It wasn't a knockout, you know, banger build, but we were all excited for Double or Nothing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, then you had the fallout from the show is where the company fell apart for three months because everybody got hurt and, you know, things had to change and this, that and the other and blah, blah, blah. Right now, they've created so much buzz with this show that the build for this pay-per-view doesn't really matter. And here's why it's good. The... Your 120,000, 30,000 people are going to buy it mm-hmm. because of buzz from the show. So now if this show is used almost as a launch instead of a reset, do you know what I'm saying? Or like a culmination, that'll be really interesting because then if they can launch this, then you go into Forbidden Door. And then from Forbidden Door, then you have these two shows like – I don't know, man. They've they've really lucked out in that they've created momentum without the product being on fire. So now my hope is that they can roll through this show and it turns into something where people aren't getting, you know, injured and no one's concussed and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So if everybody gets out of the show healthy, then this hopefully becomes, you know, the 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 summer of AEW.
0: I mean, I, I would think we we're probably gonna get switchblade in Finley at Forbidden Door, right?
2: I but oh, one would assume. Yeah. yeah, one would assume.
0: So Finley Finley beat Tomatonga for that never open weight belt. I did see that. I watched that match. I'm a little disappointed that they're not they're not they're not going all in with Tomatonga.
2: The thing is with so so here's the thing. You're right and because he is a really good baby face, but I I think that they're especially with that main event being what it is for Dominion you can tell man that they are I don't want to say like they're they're trying to cycle through the next wave but they're kind of trying to cycle through the next wave and so and he he just might be an unfortunate victim of circumstance as to where you know they just for whatever reason didn't want to give him the baton to run with because I think he's a great good guy. And I mean a legit good guy, not like good guy Tomatonga, whenever he was playing that up, whenever he was screaming the F word a thousand times at every show. <laughs> uh but I, I think he he is an awesome baby face, but yeah, man, I don't know. I I I am I'm, I'm optimistic for New Japan too, especially going in to see what'll happen then after Dominion into G one. This is a this is an exciting time.
0: I don't I don't <laughs> like him losing to Finley twice so quick. That's yeah, only, yeah, but I guess that's the only thing I'm, I don't like because I think Tomatonga is a star.
1: I, I, I guess had some interest with WWE, but it never like nothing ever came of it.
0: Well, they're not they're they're not hiring anybody right now. So that they're in aren't they still in like a quote unquote hiring freeze or whatever? Yeah, you just
2: wait. You yeah. wait till that merger goes through, and then people start getting axed left and right too. Yeah, I mean, I guess that they're not going to do that tentatively because of the brand split. But mm-hmm. you know, those days are coming.
1: Yeah, they they haven't done one yet and it's got to be coming. But all right, well we'll segue into uh this backlash review which man, I uh I was excited for the show, but then whenever the show day came around, I was like, "Damn, I uh I so as a as a uh disclaimer to our Podski listeners, we Andretti and I have been running hard with wrestling for the past three months and WrestleMania was the culmination for me and I haven't stopped. And like, I'm starting to hit the little bit of a wrestling wall. So I've been, I was excited because I wanted to see the Cody and Lesnar match. And, but what they did on Saturday night, I ended up watching it on Sunday uh, morning during the day. Holy shit. What a, what a spectacle that they put together. Like, like, that was that was a scene and they got everyone talking about it. And uh so absolute kudos to the WWE for going back to a market where everyone is rabid wrestling fans, like they haven't been to Puerto Rico in how many years? Like 18,
0: 18 years.
2: Yeah, it was I was just gonna say two decades since the pay-per-view
1: and, and so to from what i heard is that they're not going back anytime soon but they should go back you know they, they should make that a once a year destination because that was insanity Those, i mean that um,
0: crowd that crowd was on fire that building looked beautiful what did. i mean dude everything everything was just firing on all cylinders at that show man well, well yeah. and
2: dude it was it literally 25 years later or 26 years later it, it it was it was the Canadian Stampede. It was every 10 through 30 year old that was not watching during that time, they got a chance to know why everybody that's our age loves Canadian Stampede. Yep. Is because that Canadian Stampede card is so regular and that show is so awesome. And this card was so regular. And the show was so awesome. And it was the crowd, man. It was the it was absolutely the crowd. And I mean, I don't mean to call a Cody versus Brock match regular, but we didn't have a world title match. You know what I'm saying? Like there was no blood feuds aside from the, you know, the, the ginned up thing that they did with Bad Bunny and that. But this this show was 30 A's. It it was it was. A, 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 A with all the pluses. This was so much fun. And I, you know, I know John circumstance caused you to not be able to catch it live, but that was one of those ones, man, where like, I seriously wished so bad that you were able to just hop in because that was, that was such a fun, like you just in, in that moment kind of deal, man, like that that was great, great watch. That was, that was, that was awesome.
0: Way, 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 way better way better than i anticipated it being dude that that had to be one of the best i mean you said it best in the, in the chat uh Monk, that has to be one of the best b, b show pay per views that they've done maybe ever
1: mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. you guys you guys putting it over on saturday night and seeing like at one point i had 180 text messages just from you two going back and forth about how awesome it was like just live watching it And I was like, I I have to watch it on Sunday morning. And it it was it absolutely lived to the hype. And I that you guys are absolutely right. This was probably one of the best B shows that they've ever put on. And I really think that you made a really good point, Mongoose, about this being like this generation stampede. Like, I wouldn't have thought about that until you mentioned it dude it's it
2: is it is absolutely it's the vibe it is the the insane from start to finish crowd it is and you know back back then they had that ravenous you know the the canada versus usa deal, team canada heart foundation deal and this was just people that were here to love them some wrestling. and the best part is obviously they were uber super behind bad bunny and and vega but they just decided we're gonna love us some eo dude they were cheering brock they like and and just loving brock until until brock literally uh you know whatever like gave it to cody enough to where they they switched there or whatever um but yeah, I was. I, that was this. This show was just so good.
0: I mean, dude, I I saw something last night that that the WWE social media had over had like nine million views of Carlito's return. Yeah, they really unbelievable stuff. Yep, that's another great point. Is that
2: somehow the two biggest pops of the night are Carlito and then Savio Vega? Dude,
0: which is, I, can't. I mean, I'm still just in awe of the fact that we got to see both of them come out there and be awesome. Yeah, I popped
1: huge for that Carlito return. That was so awesome. How Uh,
0: jacked is that guy, man? He looks like a freaking he looks like the heavyweight champion right now.
1: He's looked great for years, and no one's known it because he just goes into hiding. But he was he did a lot of stuff on that show. Um, he did a lot of stuff on Glow whenever that was Netflix. Yeah, and he looked he was on there, and he. Do you remember
2: was it like the raw it was it was one of the anniversaries raw 1000 one of those in the last couple of years where they brought him back really randomly and it was like holy cow this guy looks like he can go and then he just vanished again
1: yeah and and i saw a bunch of stuff uh from him on social media saying like that's my favorite thing to do is show up remind people and then just leave and then (laughs) he's so awesome uh but yeah, so if we're gonna get into this, this match, th- this whole this whole thing started off awesome, and I would I need to put over the the lead into this show with that drone flying in. What a great idea!
0: Oh, that was awesome!
1: (laughs) The drone flying in and then going over, like through the building and then into the crowd. What a great idea that was!
0: How awesome was that venue, dude? Like the, the, I didn't, I had no idea that that arena was as big as it was and as nice as it was. It looks, that's, that that looked like one of the nicest venues they've been in in a long time.
2: Yeah. And 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 that's the you know, that's the glory of WWE production too, is because they they are so good, especially these last couple of years, like when they did that just this past SummerSlam in Nashville and a couple of other places like that where uh they they did had all those years where every show was exactly the same. The only thing that changed was just this name on the lighting board or yeah. whatever, but you know, whatever it be. And they are so good now at making these quote big shows, end quote feel different and feel huge and this absolutely yeah this was great and i again i don't know if it if it is the building or if it's their production or maybe it's a little bit of both but yeah this was this was an excellent introduction that that drone in with that crowd get, get going insane was the absolute perfect start to the show absolutely
1: the one thing that i do want to say about the production and the stage and stuff like that is that they've switched the model for these big shows, instead of having an enormous video board where everyone comes out of, it's come out of the tunnel with the video boards around them. So they're, like, enhancing the crowd because they can get bigger crowds and they can show off that crowd because now the crowd is sucked in on that, on on everybody as they come out of the entranceway. They're sucked in on them, and it's just a sea of people. And I think that's incredibly smart by WWE to show that because it makes it, it, you're right, it does make it feel bigger. And they can do little tweaks because, though, my only complaint that I will say about it is that the Backlash, the Backlash entranceway was uber similar to Royal Rumble and that, like, it had the big video board on the side and they came around the turn to come out. That's my only complaint is that they're a little too similar. And I that's only because I come from the ruthless aggression where, like, every single premium live event had a a completely different look to it. Like you had the king of the ring chair. You had the unforgiven with all the scaffolding. You had Armageddon with the flames. And then you had like bad blood with the blood droplets. Like that's my only, that's like literally the smallest of complaints that I would have about like at least the look of the show is that it was too close to or Royal Rumble, but I love both of them. So (laughs) what, who am I to like say, but
2: and I would have even known that to be honest, I have to pay attention, but yeah, it, it, far enough apart that I wouldn't have even, it didn't even catch my radar.
1: Yeah. I'm just kind of glad they're doing that. Cause that is, that is awesome that they do that. And I like the, the way you got to, they got to come around the turn. Cause it gives them a completely different perspective of how they're getting to the ring. It's really cool. I really like what they're doing with the staging and everything now. Um, but yeah, so we start off with, uh, Bianca Belair and EO sky for the, uh, raw women's championship. Uh, I mean, this crowd was so behind eosky like there has never been a crowd more behind eosky than this ever was like it was insanity and you know i yeah and you know i
2: listened to the uh the observer thing the wrap up afterwards and you know maybe this is just me not knowing or whatever like being you know being a, a worker in the know uh but they had said that you know, basically that the the crowd didn't impact the match layout that the girls did. Like it was still like Io um, get heat, Bianca come back, blah blah blah. And I thought that that was really nitpick-ish. It Not the, and they every and everything that I heard all said, "Hey, this match was great," which it was. But that was the the their gripe essentially was that like they didn't change roles. But look, man, me being a me being a fan here, I thought that the the way that they played to the crowd, the non-verbals that they did. Like, to me, it seemed like they embraced the crowd switch role. And so while, in theory, it might have been EO getting heat, quote-unquote, and Bianca getting a comeback, quote-unquote, to me, I thought that it still played out awesome. It wasn't opposite of what the crowd wanted. The only thing that, that was awesome, or opposite of what the crowd wanted, was the the finish. Is that they, and that was, I said that live, is that I thought that, Dastardly heel stoop finish was stupid. If you're gonna have Bianca go over, then just let her go over. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, EO is allowed to lose. I mean, she was gonna lose anyway. I don't, I, that was my only, my only, um, complaint was that I feel like that they sort of geeked EO out of, and maybe, I don't know, maybe in their thoughts that they didn't, but if she's gonna be a baby face tonight and she's gonna be a baby face in the future, I thought that. The way the finish was done up was a little bit out of place. But aside from that, this match was awesome. Aside from EO almost uh splitting her face in half, falling uh, directly onto the mat in that one spot. That was well, insane. That
0: wasn't, the, that wasn't Eo's fault. Yeah. Um I mean, look, you, you put you put people together to break them up, right? That's that's what you do in wrestling. You you build a faction to split them up and create new feuds. I, I just think it's time for damage control to 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 end this thing, man, and get get them all a fresh coat of paint again and, and make, you know, we saw what, we saw what Sky can do. People love her. She's a baby face, push her to the moon, make, split her out of that group, have her kill Dakota Kai and have her kill Bailey at the pay-per-view, whatever, and then have her be a singles star after that. Because look, I'm, I'm very good with, with Kai going to NXT or Kai and Bailey being a women's tag team or Bailey getting pushed as a singles, whatever you want to do, do it. But I think the time is up for damage control. They feel, they just, they feel a little cold.
1: I agree, and um yeah, I, I absolutely agree that it's time to kind of break them up. I, I really thought that the even though with them coming down and they didn't really impact the finish of the show or, or of the match, I, I thought that you know the good story of the match was that EO had through everything but the kitchen sink at her and Belair had a she had a counter for everything that eO did. And EO never got the 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 big move over. So that makes me kind of feel like you know, EO might depending on how this goes, like Eo could get another shot at it. She could get a rematch, and then that could lead to the breakup of damage control. Yeah.
2: And and like I do understand that they weren't going to switch, you know, the uh, call the audible or whatever and go with her because they made how many times did Bianca say when I win this match, I'm gonna be the longest reigning women's champ of the monitor. So obviously that isn't gonna happen but again man i do I, I do wish that people were reading the room enough to say hey you know what you get or or even to have the reason that they came out have been perhaps the impetus for the group breaking up and maybe that's the way that it'll go um but yeah like like you said man eo gave her everything and it wasn't because it was being cheered so much it was making you get behind eo more yeah. and so that was what, that was what made the, the heelish interference-ish, you know, sort of, you know, bullshit finish. I, it didn't catch with me because of that. And I thought that, that, that it made the finish fall flat, even though the crowd didn't care, man, they cheered, beyond, which was really cool as they went from booing Bianca to death to just cheering her once she won. But yeah. th- that was, that was a lot of fun, man. That was a great, great match. And it was a great opener. And I do give I do give Bianca a lot of credit because there are people that have been doing this for a lot less longer than she has, or excuse me, for a lot longer than she has that probably would have been really shook up to walk out there ready to get cheered and just for no reason have a crowd boo you to death and cheer
0: the heel that you're fighting. Agreed. And, yeah. I, and
2: I thought she stayed composed while well, composed well through it all. I really did.
0: Yeah, that match, I mean that match was was so good, man. What a, what a great opener! Both of them just working their ass off, man. So good.
1: Yeah, and then uh, next we uh, we went into uh, Seth Rollins and Omos, and I wasn't sure what to expect with this match. I I obviously I figured that Rollins would go over, um, as he did, but I I was I didn't know what they were gonna do like. What does it mean for both of them? Like obviously they need they want to make Seth look strong because he's gonna be in this world title uh the new world title tournament which is happening on Raw. They're starting it tonight. Actually, they started it already, probably. We're 42 minutes into Raw as we're recording. Um, but for Omas, what does it mean? I don't know if it really hurts him, but as I was watching this match, I the only thing that was going through my head on repeat was they're doing everything that they tried to do with Strowman, except only they're doing it better, I feel like, with Omas. And I guess for Omas you know, you just hope that they don't do to him what they did to Strowman and kill him dead. You hope that at the end of this at the end of this rainbow, there is a pot of gold and you you don't get, you know, fiended or some shit like that. Here's the thing, man. Moss's last two
2: pay-per-view matches were his best two matches ever yes like slam dunk there is no doubt about it he had a big guy match with a big guy that look if if Brock didn't want to have good match they weren't going to have a good match so obviously he needed to buy in from Brock (laughs) and he had a great big guy little guy match with Seth and if Seth didn't want to have a good match, then they weren't going to have a good match. And Seth was going to make sure that they did no matter what. But I'm telling you what, though, man. The other part about it is, is that Omas was there for both of them. And he might have not done anything to put them over to the next level. But he certainly didn't do anything to bring them down at all. I thought that the Mania match with Brock was perfectly fine for what it was. And this was perfectly fine for what it was. I would watch this match on a pay per view, on a Raw, on a SmackDown, whatever, whatever, at any time. To me, because it was too big—a big guy and a big star—perfectly fit fine on a pay per view. And if this was a TV main event, I'd have been an all-in just as fine. I don't, I don't want to see this third match on Raw or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Then I feel like you are geeking out, Omos. Yeah. Um, But where it was in the show, I thought that he looked great. I thought Seth was incredible. And the reason here obviously is, is you, you don't want, you don't know who's going to win between Seth and Cody. So if Cody's going to beat one giant, Seth got to beat the giant too, that there's no other reason for this match to even be booked other than to be looking at that. But you know what? I'm glad that it was. I thought this was really fun and really awesome. And I, I thought it was also great.
1: Agreed. Um, yeah, that,
0: guy, that look. He, he, I'm all about the attractions, right? I'm all about the attractions in wrestling. It's always, it's always been a part of the industry. I think Omos is great for as big as he is and as green as he is. I, I like seeing, I like seeing him out there. I like him with MVP. His gear is great. Seth's gear was great. I mean, I mean, it's, I, I, I there wasn't much build to that, to that, uh, to that match. But I'm, I'm in, I'm in to watch Omos with whatever they got planned for him at this point.
1: Yeah, and speaking gonna, of people, he's gonna need
2: some
0: wins though. That like,
2: right. you, if you now since we did, he did lose to two of their probably five biggest heavy hitters. Now we got to get some wins, yeah. you know. So now, now, now you got to get up the the geek face factory to to eat some eat some else here on television.
1: Agreed. And, yeah, yeah, and then to speak to somebody where you know segwaying into the next match with Austin Theory where it kind of felt like Wrestlemania was supposed to do something for him and it really felt like it didn't versus how like what they just did with Omas at Wrestlemania it felt like it, it, it brought him up a level like and, and now we're moving into the triple threat match with Austin Theory Bronson Reed and Bobby Lashley for the US title like it felt like the US championship was kind of like On an uprise like heading into WrestleMania like they got the Elimination Chamber match and then you got the Big John Cena match and then now at Backlash you get this triple threat match and it was 6 minutes and 51 seconds and I felt like it was sloppy and I felt like I couldn't wait for it to get over and I don't know who that is on but I don't no, if we've been saying it here for weeks, but I don't think that that WrestleMania match did anything for Austin Theory. I think it hurt him.
0: I agree. I, I don't well, think it did here, anything for him.
1: Well, here, here, here's my thing: is that
2: that match that was the one that I had told Andretti in live time because he dipped out for a couple of minutes, and I was like. Dude, you've seen the finish of that triple threat match set match 70 times. You don't need to see it. (laughs) Um, And that was the my thing about it, John, is to be honest, simply because we had I would have been irritated if I watched a 17 minute match that finished with Lashley Spear on Bronson austin Theory throws him out austin steals the pin. you know what man if it's going to be six minutes then six minutes whatever like that's i that that's six minutes no harm no foul i i didn't care the only frustrating thing about it is is that i didn't care <laughs> you know like that that's that's just it is that um that that match could or couldn't have been on the show the good thing is is that um I thought that Reed and uh, and Lashley looked great. And Austin Theory looks great. It's just, he needs, like, dude, Austin Theory, I feel like, is, and they, the fact that they had Cena call him out for it, I don't think helped at all. But he is in that waiting, uh, Cena wearing your home city's trunks every week, like, you know, purgatory as to where, they want him to be a star and he's not being accepted as one and he's being treated as one. And then eventually people are just going to turn on him. And I feel bad because I think that he's got a lot of potential. He's got a hell of a look. He's you know that you know that as far as work goes, quote unquote, that I'm sure that he's in their top tier because he looks like he's got WWE. Style down to a T. He's only in his early twenties. Like he's got the whole world ahead of him. I just hope that it's not going to be over before it starts for him.
1: Is I I guess I fear that he's going to get Roman ranged, or John. Oh, and, well, that's
2: that's sort of where he is too. Yeah, the difference with Roman and him though is is that at least people really liked Roman before they really hated him. And then with Cena is at least he sold a gajillion T-shirts and brought a gajillion people to shows and sold a billion pay-per-views and did everything. the, the problem here is is that this guy ain't going to do it.
1: Yeah, agreed. I that that's where I'm at. Like I'm afraid I'm afraid that theory like he's going to get he's going to get stuck in a purgatory that he's never going to get out of. Yeah. And and Andretti said that from the beginning.
0: Something's just, something's just not right. And I can't even put my own finger on what it is, but something's not right with that. Yep.
2: And, yeah. And you know, like I I don't I don't I don't know because man, I especially in these last like four years, when they really pick somebody, they've they have not missed man. Like it's not well, maybe they're not batting a thousand, but they're batting like eight eighty-five. Yeah. Um, and you know, just the way that they've been able to to reinvent and revitalize and turn both Usos into super duper stars. Yeah. And then off piggyback off of that, Solo Socola, Solo Sokoa is, I mean, hey, my cup of tea. But look, man, people are paying to see him. You know, he's he's a, he's a final boss. I think that they've done amazing with Gunther and the Imperium. I think that they've done amazing. Dude, the, the life that they've breathed back into Seamus, for God's sake. You want to talk about somebody that was just dead is dead. And yeah. and that's what I'm saying is that, like, I just I I wish I wish that whatever missteps that they might have made. It's a shame because. He's, he's so young. That's the other thing is that he's, he's young. And so you want him to catch on and then be one of those, you know, Orton ish building blocks or less nourish building blocks that you've got with you for however long. And yeah, I, I I just hope that he doesn't spin out.
1: Yeah. Uh, And then moving on to this next match with Rhea Ripley and Zelina Vega. What, what a moment for Zelina. Like, this crowd melted for for Vega. And
2: I, I made I made Baby Mongoose watch the entrance. It was like it was that good. It was. She loved it.
1: Oh, she all in. Well, and then she asked
2: me if she wins, and I said no, and she said that I don't want to watch it. So <laughs> then we had to turn it off.
1: That's awesome.
2: Yeah, but dude, Zelina crying standing there just pouring tears. Awesome. And then whatever they were chanting, whenever they when they did that chant right before the match, whatever that was, yes. and she's like, you know, she's doing the fist pump to like lead uh-huh. the crowd. Oh, dude, wearing the flag or gear was insane. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Absolutely awesome.
1: That was excellent booking on WWE's part to put to to have, you know, to start kickstarting the LWO and to really have like their coming out party be backlash like that's really good booking and planning ahead and that's something that we feel like WWE hasn't done for a long time but they really have been on it the last like year and a half it feels like and like for this to be the coming out party for LWO and they weren't even in the main event like what what a great what a great thing for WWE to have to have LWO and well,
2: this for smart though you keep saying this they're coming out party she didn't win no but so so, and that's what that's what's even better though is that they didn't need to do a a fluke title switch do you know what i'm saying like they feel like such a huge deal yeah and she didn't win that match Uh and she she actually kind of
0: got killed to death she
1: had had no chance (laughs) he literally had no chance but it felt
0: important yep that was my only my only complaint with the matches i didn't think they gave her enough offense
1: yeah, yeah she, and, weren't you talking about it last week uh Andretti too about how like she's worked at a bunch of places that we I like literally had no idea.
0: You're talking about Vega? Yeah. Yeah, I know she has.
1: Yeah, and and like I had no idea and I almost was afraid that the moment was going to be a little bit too big for her. But I feel like she did pretty well. I mean even though she, she got killed.
2: She did this tweet thing that they uh shared that was pretty cool where and it was stuff that I didn't even realize that, like, so uh, she did the Meteora and she did it for her husband. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, so her her actual spots in the match were uh, like little mini tributes, which I, I thought that that was really, really cool. You know, she did the 619. She did the the Eddie, the Eddie Shimmy. Uh, she did the Meteora for Alistair Black like so so like when i heard that i was like oh that's really awesome it's mm-hmm. a shame because the wwe announcers just aren't allowed to be good at their jobs sometimes to to recognize those things <laughs> um but yeah i th- i actually thought that that was really neat <laughs>
1: That You just made me laugh there about the announcers, because uh, in the next match that we're going to talk about, there's something that Michael Cole said that I literally had to pause because I, I was laughing so hard at what he said. But we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, I really thought that this was a great first defense for Rhea post-WrestleMania because she came, she had to face uh, an, not an overwhelming baby face, but a baby face that was really well respected with the crowd um and you know I, I I thought that this was really well done and it was short it was sweet it was to the point um and and I think it did it accomplished exactly what it needed to yeah, the only thing that I been, and 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 to Andre's point it
2: would have been really cool to to see her get like a serious oh my God and, and not put like serious you know she's in serious danger but even if it's one of those like I don't know, just like a, a a legit flash roll up where you think, <gasps> but, you know, but aside from that, man, that was what it was. And the best part was that crowd wasn't going to let her be sad. No. So they took a potential down moment and just made it picked her right back up and all was good.
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then we got to the big the big street fight here, which th- this is what this is. The water cooler talk that like Jr. talks about her Sassafras. Um This I've heard about this match all over the place. Like it's been everywhere. Um, this Bad Bunny and Damian Priest match, the San Juan Street fight. It was I, dozens of stars. Dozens. I, I
2: dozens. Dozens of stars.
1: It's an early match of the year Podski um, nomination. It's already on the list. So you don't have to worry if you listen to, don't forget the award show coming up at the end of the year that we always do. Uh, this match is on a nomination for match of the year because it was awesome. We so had one thing, that,
2: one thing that I need to say about this is in lifetime when we were in the, me and Andretti are in the chat firing back and forth and he's, he says to me, Andretti says to me, okay, this is going too long and what's so funny is then afterwards I said to him dude it went literally 20 minutes longer after you said that and it literally just turned into the match of the year. Yeah. <laughs> like it, because there was it, that little spot in the middle it lolled out but man I I had no problem with it almost that match was almost booked the way that they book a card where it was like big and then down and now we're gonna go bonkers, bananas for 16 minutes here to finish stuff out.
1: It was. I thought it was perfectly paced. I thought Priest looked amazing. Uh, he absolutely deserves his flowers. Uh, especially with wearing the same gear. Shout out to Michael Cole for mentioning this in the intros. Priest was wearing the same stuff that he wore uh, whenever he was Bad Bunny's tag team partner at WrestleMania. Um, and. What that pop for Bad Bunny was insanity. I mean, I haven't heard a pop that big since CM Punk came back at that Rampage show, and the fact that they were singing that song, it felt like you were at a like it felt like you were at a concert. It didn't feel like a WWE event for Bad Bunny's entrance. It felt like a Bad Bunny show. Do you and know,
2: you know what it, you know what it felt like. Do you are you guys familiar with that little Nas X whenever he shows up at that? Elementary school, yes. then the kid starts screaming his yes. old town road song. Yes, you should drop that in right here. You should make note of drop drop that in right here. Dude, when I need when I need a pick-me-up, there's a kid in the front row. Immediately. Yeah. And just all he's doing is just dancing as hard as he can. And those kids are screaming every word so loud that he came and sang. That's what that remind me of. Is that that's like one of my favorite uh internet video clips. But you're right. That was literally what that was like. Is that they excuse me, they could have just played the instrumental and let the let the crowd just sing his stuff
1: and you know there's very few moments in wwe where that character steals the spotlight from wwe kind of feels like because usually when you you know you you see like somebody they're coming out you're it's a wwe show like this was like he totally turned it into his show and it like absolute what a fucking get by wwe to get him and to get him to like wrestling and put in as much effort as he is like whoever had that forethought 3 years ago to get Bad Bunny and for him to not only be you know the most streamed artist uh you know of our time and like him like it, it, it was such a great get and hats off to whoever's idea this was because they they deserve a raise like they need to they deserve something out of this because this was a hell of a get hats off to that person well and and so the three things that
2: i really need to point out and not even talking about the cameos because we get to that Mm -hmm. but the three things that really need pointed out were that the agent or agents whomever laid it out to a have uh to have bad bunny immediately eat a finisher and he's going to lose and then get picked up and then B uh, actually get his, you know, get his comeback on something priest did to himself was the most perfect way to book priest because he's a monster. So he killed a dude to death, wanted to kill him to more death. So he picked him up for more pain. And then his undoing was something that he did to himself didn't get something you know what i'm saying like didn't get bad bunny didn't study the crossface chicken wing in the dojo for months to learn like priest kicked the post you know what i mean and then that was the opening for it because his leg hurt really bad mm-hmm. um the other thing that really really uh needs to be put over with that was was that priest is a large man and priest selling do Priest sold his leg like Bret Hart in uh uh in that match against was it was it Diesel one of those where Bret Hart just sells a leg for like you know 19 minutes Priest sold that his leg insanely well and then the last thing was was whenever Bonnie was uh, you know going down for a pin one of the things that marks me out every time is the the, the thank you moments and like you could just tell that he's there like. My man, thank you, thank you, thank you. And so everything for Priest, man, because he was above and beyond. He was a super duper star. He was not at all hurt by by losing to some skinny rapper. Like none of that's hard to do, man. And he did all of it. And that was really incredible.
0: Absolutely. I mean, hats off, hats off to the Priest too, because there were a few times in that match where Bad Bunny laid it in a little bit, <laughs> and it was, uh, it definitely, it, it was a little stiff for Bad Bunny, and it was pretty funny to watch that.
1: Yeah. Um. It, th- so I mentioned it earlier, but <laughs> at one point during this match, <laughs> I, I'm just laughing at thinking about it because Michael Cole said that Damian Priest was going wabbit hunting. And I cackled to the moon. I had to pause it and because I was laughing so hard that Michael Cole said Damian Priest was going wabbit hunting. I totally missed that. Oh, I laughed so hard. Kudos to um, Michael Cole for popping me because I loved that. That was so hilarious. And you rolled your eyes, but I absolutely love it. <laughs>
2: My, Michael Michael Cole got me one time because he just blatantly miscalled a move. and I feel like I feel like it was a it was a Falconero that he called a
0: called driver
2: that's right. <laughs> yeah. he called a Falconero Michinoku driver. and that's and I literally texted the Andretti Michael Cole doesn't know what moves are named <laughs> you're right it was in this match. yeah, that was that was the thing that got me with this one.
1: And, and then, like, as this match was starting to lull out a little bit, that's when we got the big returns, and we got Carlito, and we got Savio Vega, and I can't believe we got both of them. And that pop for Carlito was just as big for Bad Bunny. I mean, it was awesome. And that dude looks like he could just step right into any promotion right now and be a top guy. Like, so kudos to that guy for staying in shape and... You know Savio for coming out there and doing doing a little bit of work too. Like, well, Andrew,
2: awesome. tell, tell, tell us about the third person that made his cameo. It, actually, he was it was whenever it was whenever Savio uh, shape
0: shifted. Oh my God! He went Quang. <laughs> he was he wasn't even Savio. He was Quang without the mask. <laughs> Everybody keeps saying they got Savio Vega at, at backlash, dude. That was Quang. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah dude from literally shoot bailed from the, or hail excuse me uh hailing from build from the orient came and manifested himself into puerto rican savio vega uh for that one that was something else man dude,
0: i hope that, i what, hope that that was intentional i hope that he intentionally was like dude i'm going quang tonight dude
2: or or like or that somebody or somebody in the back was like brother if they're bringing you back go go quang go go do you know what i'm saying yeah like because dude that was the thing is that his big spots he did like he didn't do los Barriquas. he he did quang he got he got two spots on two people and he quanged them out
1: (laughs) i hope that that was hurricane helms that put that together
2: like that's what I'm saying. I hope so bad that they, that they pop the boys there. now I did. I did hear on the observer radio afterwards there. Andretti, I don't know if you did, uh, but Savio was the promoter for this one. Like Boy. he was the, the, oh. yeah, he was the booker guy, like for the, for the venue and everything. And so I'm assuming that because they were in his venue and he would have been the one that, you know, was the go between, between the Puerto Rican, um, tourist authority or whatever and WWE. Um, I would assume that he probably got his hands in some of that agenting as well. So I don't know that, but that's probably something that we can learn in The Observer uh, to you know for a little bit more detail on. But and I wouldn't be surprised, man. As well laid out as this was, it felt like it was so perfectly laid out for this crowd. I wouldn't be surprised at all if that was the case. Dude that's been involved in Puerto Rican wrestling for 35 years, that would make sense.
0: I mean, I'm looking at pictures of Quang right now, and Quang is like a cross between Volano Four and Great O'Conn and Savio Vega. Is what is what Quang looks like, dude. It's it's just un uh, his 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 uh, outfit coming to the ring is so much better than I remember it being. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs>
1: That's so awesome. This is
0: so awesome.
2: It is. I'll tell you what, man. It is. It is an incredible. I'm looking right now too, and him standing next to Harvey Whippleman in this one thing, he, he just. It looks like they just took the cape is just the tapestry from every Chinese buffet you've ever been in, (laughs) and, yeah, yeah, dude. This is, man. We should do a Quang Retrospect episode. We could seriously do it well, yeah, well, that's the, I was just gonna say it's only like it's only probably like eight t v shows long, so we could probably get that done fairly quickly
0: dude look at this look at this picture these pictures of him in the in the in the entry the entrance outfits where he's got this big star on his face oh.
1: he looks like,
0: he looks like he looks like great ocon as the final boss, dude,
2: there is a somebody made a, a Facebook group thing here. Where it's written in Mortal Kombat font, like from the actual thing that you would climb up whenever you were in tournament mode, like from Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3. And it says Battle One. Yes, I've uh, looked at it on Facebook. The Deadpool. And it's Mo from Men on a Mission <laughs> and
0: Quang. <laughs> Holy shit, this is awesome!
2: Oh, this is probably terrible audio for people that aren't looking at this, but Jesus, gonna, this is so I'm putting good.
1: this on YouTube. So if you're watching on YouTube okay. seeing it on the screen right now.
2: Holy cow. Yeah, dude. But that was that was quang me softly, brother. That was that was something else. And um, you know, that that that's the best part about it is that when the judgment day comes out, you assume that. Uh, this is it like i mean this was me anyways maybe you guys didn't but it didn't even click for me that we were going to get to see not carlito but then also savio even though we saw savio in the back you know a couple segments before like i was just absolutely the most incredible incredible cameos and yeah man this is this is bravo throw your hat 30 stars i this this was awesome and the it crazy really thing bad. is, is that when this was over, I didn't care about the bloodline match, and I totally forgot that Cody was going to face Brock.
1: <laughs> that was the only things that that was my only bad points that I could put about this match is that they put, um, they put the bloodline versus Sammy and KO and uh, Riddle in the dead spot, and they legitimately were the dead spot of the show. And this was to get into this match. This one felt like. Uh, you know they were they they did a little chant in the beginning, but it just felt like um, a TV show main event match. Well,
2: here's what here's what it was, dude. That's that's the reason why. Yeah, this match was about the Usos versus Solo.
1: Uh, well, yeah, like
2: so that's why I felt TV ish. It was it was a story match on a pay per view. Do you know what I mean? And yep. so it was way too long to be a story match. That, that that's my only complaint with that one is that i'm fine with it man especially what it you know what it had to follow versus what it came before um no problem that i just uh, my I, the bloodline matches that really irk me are the ones where it's just beaten on brooding on and on and on like there's been more than one roman match during this title reign where i'm like okay we get it. You know, we get it. Wrap it up, and that was with this one. I I felt like we could have yada yada yadded a couple of the you know hot tags or whatever, and and maybe trimmed four minutes off. But whatever, dude. It was this was fine, and especially because then it allowed the crowd to come the whole way back for the main event. But yeah, this one to me, when you said that triple threat felt long, this was the one that really felt long.
1: Yeah. This one but fun. I was
2: still so amped because of the Bad Bunny match that I that I was able to power through to the main event.
0: Well, the <laughs> stuff with the the tag match is setting up the the drama between the Usos and Sokoa. And look, I know you're not a big Sokoa fan. I'm I'm slowly getting there with him. But dude, they love that guy, man, and they're gonna push. Oh yeah, that, they're gonna push I, that guy to the moon. I mean, I told you in the chat that dude's gonna have a belt within the next year.
1: I feel like I'm the only one that's high on Solo. Well,
0: I, I will say this. They're doing an, an unbelievable job making that Samoan Spike an insanely deadly effective, very important move. So that yeah, that yeah. That, t- that is awesome to see that in, in itself. Yeah,
2: yeah and I, I will... well, I'll, I'll give credit where it's due. When he first made his debut in that Drew match, I was just like, oh, what a poop fart. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, I did not care. This is, what are we doing? And they, they have, and well, here's another guy. I and mean, we brought this up before, but poor Austin theory, man, you know? So he, so here we, here we go with, with solo is being built the way that a man needs to be built. And, you know, here's this poor guy beats John Cena and nobody even cares. And solo's out here just thumbing Matt Riddle in the throat.
0: It's it's just amazing how much in wrestling history there's just there's a lot of that you know where you think that this is the next guy who's going to be the the next Hulk Hogan or whatever it ends up being and then somebody else on the roster ends up being the dude and that, I mean how I mean that that, is, that has happened in every every promotion since the beginning of time yeah yeah, yeah and there's and, nothing there's nothing wrong with theory being an upper mid card lower main card baby face or heel for the next twenty years. There's nothing wrong with that. That's yeah. a hell. Of a, that's a hell of a career. I mean, Kurt Henning never won that belt.
1: Yeah, I, I guess just for us, the expectation now is like, as fans, is like we need new stars, and they're kind of, and WWE's kind of at that point where it's like their their stars are starting to age a little bit now, or not age, but they've been around for so long because they started so long ago, and I think that's kind of like where the mentality is coming in now. Well, it- I think
0: that's that's where I'm at with Charlotte Flair. It's, I mean, she's just I, I, overexposure for her for the last yeah. 15 years. You know,
1: she's overexposed. Yeah, I totally agree. But uh, yeah, and, and 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 that's crazy that that match went 22 minutes. Coming back after that, maybe they felt that they needed to go long to to let the crowd like go, and you know, go do the piss break or, you know, take that second to come down because we need you to come back for the main event, which, which that, the, the main event only went nine minutes. So. um
2: well, I, That's a, what I think. I think that they didn't say go long on purpose. I think that they knew that that main event was going nine minutes and they weren't going to give that crowd a two hour, 20 minutes show. Sure.
0: Well, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, so that
2: was just it. Is that that's, you know, you got to get your time somehow.
0: I, I, I do and, like the fact that they, they do the, a do. They do a pretty a pretty long break before the main event on these WWE shows. I do like that. It definitely helped. Though, man. That that what was that show though where they brought out uh, Hardy? Royal oh Rumble. my they'll god! Never, they'll never do that again. They'll never do that. Again. Yeah, I, uh,
2: yeah, that was it. That was such a mess. Oh my god! I've never been so angry watching wrestling all my life.
0: I don't even remember what show that was, dude. Royal Rumble. Was it this year?
2: Yes. Yeah, wow. <laughs> that, that
0: feels like that was three years ago.
2: I know. But is, I love Mark. I, two I, hour long, we had two hour long matches, and then we had an hour long Hardy concert before yeah. the main event.
1: And that sucks because I like Hardy, and you know, shout out to the nephews. Like when I'm working out every day down in the dungeon, they have me throw on "Sold Out" by Hardy, which was the with a Rumble theme song for this year. They're down there jamming out with me every single day when I'm clanging and banging in the basement. But uh, I was
2: clanging and banging my head off the wall whenever he sat down and started strumming at 11.15 <laughs> 15 p.m. or whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: um, yeah, that, uh, but yeah, this, uh, this main event, man, I this is a prime example of like kind of less is more, and also that you know, we when you have not done something for so long and you do it and it makes sense and it feels real. And it's like something you haven't seen for so long on a product that it makes it special. And by that, I'm talking about the blood. Like when was the last time somebody bled like that on WWE television? Like, I can't even remember. Like it has to be the er early, like the, the early 2010s. And for, you know, for Lesnar to do that for Cody, I feel like really well, he,
2: the, the last the one that comes to mind right away is actually Brock, whatever he, uh, they told him that they weren't allowed to blade. So he took his elbows and used them like razor blades and cut open Randy Orton's head and let him bleed buckets all over the place. Forgot that was that. what, maybe six years ago, something like that. Yeah. Um, but well, then we did see Finn Balor get his head chopped in half and then they had to stop the match and reattach it but uh, I meant that not, was
1: not, not like accidental you know but like somebody like gigging gigging like well he didn't the thing is did, with this uh, is by uh,
2: all accounts he didn't gig he he went face first and then apparently took his took his his glove and yanked that yeah bleeper open um which you know i guess different strokes for different folks i don't To me, it would probably be a little bit safer to cut yourself with a blade than to bash a bolt in between your eyes. Um, But here's the funny thing about that that I noticed. And then I heard it had to have been a – that sounds like a Brian Alvarez thing. It wouldn't have been a Dave Meltzer thing and the thing afterwards. But they brought it up again, and I haven't gone back to watch it. But when he starts bleeding, I remember that referee having a towel and then like just setting it down. And so I don't know if it was the back saying, ah, you know what I mean? Like, let him go. Or yeah. if it was the referee just seriously being like, you know what? If I hand him this towel, he's going to rip my arms off and beat me to death with him. So I I, I hope so bad it was the latter that yeah. the referee was handed that towel. And he's like, you know what? No, just let him go. He seems perfectly fine bleeding. We'll, Wait, we'll he, let him go here.
1: He just took the heat backstage once he went through the curtain and just ate it from Vincent. Yep. Oh, pop towel like yeah. well,
0: there, there is a, just... there is a funny part at the end where there somebody just throws a towel at him at the end after the match is over
2: right and that's they wanted him to have it they absolutely did and it was either either someone you know buzzed him from the back and said buddy you don't know this guy or he was they gave it to him and he and he just thought better of the situation which is like, look, man, I know that I know that that's that it's not good to have people that are above the rules and everything. But like, I don't know, man. To me, I just I I love Brock so much that I love that he just that he lives in this different Brock world yeah. where no one's allowed to bleed. But if Brock was to bleed, then you know, damn it, Brock's gonna bleed all over the place. Well, we um,
1: stop him. Well,
2: right, and here's the other really cool thing about that to me is that. Obviously, Brock's making that call, and so if Brock's making that call, he wanted to not only bleed, but he Cody's Cody's such a worker, but he's rubbing it all over himself, dude. You know what I mean? So like, you know, and so you know that that he is using that to enhance the match, and then he gets quick pinned and so cody's covered in blood even though it's not his and so like rock saves face but he saves face in a way that was i thought clever you know what i mean like I, th- I thought it was i thought it was because cody was a dude he was getting killed murdered to death but he's crafty and he's shifty and he's gonna be on this road to redemption and so you know the way that he got it back too and i guess i was wrong here i thought that we were going to see the rematch of that in saudi arabia but uh, you know what maybe we will now if if seth goes for this title instead of cody i don't know but that was why else i really liked it was that i thought that we were going to get another cody brock match
1: well uh and I if brock really he-
2: likes cody we'll see if he, we'll see if we'll put him over twice or not <laughs>
1: Well, I I think that that already might happen because from what uh, J C sent me is oh, tonight on Raw. So we're recording this during Raw. Um, is that there was a triple threat match between Cody, Finn, and Miz? Shout out Miz. Help uh, me, Miz goes over. Huh? Help me, Miz goes over. Well, I don't know that, but uh, uh, J C said that Brock was going to come out and fuck over. Uh, Cody, and he said, Give me the damn book about 20 minutes ago. So I'm assuming oh, that's what make, yeah. <laughs> And, and,
2: and if, yep, then that would, that makes sense. Look, man, we talked about in the chat that if they're giving you 60, 60 million uh, per show, then you need to book these shoddy shows like the WrestleMania's, man. And so Cody Brock, like after a, a flash pin, I'm fine. I'm fine if they go 13, 14 minutes and have themselves a, a mini epic. I'd
1: be cool with that. I'm um, I'm so excited for I love Crown Jewels now I love it
0: because
1: what do you think of this What do you, you see, think feels so, feel so
0: dirty watching Crown Jewel but you can't stop
1: <laughs> It's like a beautiful train wreck you just can't it's look like away. Going,
0: It's like going back to an ex you just feel so filthy but then you can't stop you can't stop see, going to it So here was the cycle of shame with
2: me and these Saudi shows for a long time was that I get all amped like I I day drink if it was during the weekend. Yep. Uh, I would I would be uh, camped in front of the the one year it was right after trick or treating um, it was on a Halloween I camped in front of the, the the TV and I'm so excited to watch and so not only would I just be getting um, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia propaganda shoved down my throat but the matches were all terrible and the shows weren't any good. And so then I'd be really upset that not only did I just spend all this time, energy, and whatever else into this, you know, uh, you know, theoc- theocratic uh, disaster, um, but you know, the wrestling wasn't even good. Well, now the wrestling's good. So, so at least there's that. So uh, yeah, I've, I've kept the same uh, excitement energy for the big shows, and now at least the wrestling's good,
0: which is even I better. Can, than I, Stop laughing at the fact that they wanted to bring back stars that were dead. Yeah, <laughs> when they wanted, they wanted to see like the the All Warrior in the Mist and Yokozuna and Drew McIntyre.
1: <laughs> and and Which, don't we all? Yeah, all right. we do. And to add to that is what was even better, uh Mongoose. When we went on uh, my bachelor party, was we drove the whole way. To Pittsburgh. And as soon as we got in the hotel, we fired up that crown jewel with uh Undertaker and Goldberg, where Goldberg can cuss himself within the first 30 seconds of that. Match. <laughs>
2: Immediately, <laughs> and then and then he was too sweaty to uh and 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 me and Mark is just in too bad a shape to pick him up. And so they botched the uh the jackhammer. Uh and oh man, that was
1: there was there was, was so much alcohol involved that made that show so great.
2: Yeah. Yeah, not even. Yeah, that 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 match,
0: that was something else, man. What did That's what a, did Goldberg I I've, I've never seen those shows. So what did what did Goldberg do to concuss himself that early he in the match? He
1: headbutted the door on the way out before he even <sighs> the curtain. Get out of here. Yeah. He was bleeding. he was his forehead was bleeding as he was coming through the tron and we're like, "Dude, why is he bleeding?" And then he goes to run across the ring. And it looks like something's off. And then he just launches himself like a long dart through the ropes. And then he just eats that post on the other oh side.
2: Oh, my God. Yep. So if he was almost concussed, he was all the way concussed by the end. And what if he show was. Is, con-
0: what show is this? I'm and, and if, it, right but now. if he was
2: concussed in the beginning, he was. It's not like he hit himself back to sense. He just held himself totally batty. It
1: is, crown it Jewel is. Or... I believe
2: it is Crown Jewel 2019.
1: Yeah, Crown okay. Jewel 2019. That was in June of 19.
0: Oh, my God.
1: That was such a good show.
0: Uh, maybe we can do
1: that on the by good.
2: Yeah, by good. That means it's absolutely terrible, but watch that match.
1: Yeah. I don't know if
2: I've ever that's seen anything. That's the
1: recommendation of, that. of the week is to watch that Undertaker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, watch the Super Mario Brothers movie, watch the show Rabbit Hole, and watch Crown Jewel, Undertaker versus Goldberg from 2019. All of this being on one of the best five WWE pay-per-views I've seen in the last 20 years. Okay. And that doesn't make our to- our list of top three recommendations to watch. <laughs> yeah, we've spent an hour talking about this show, but please watch The Undertaker versus <laughs> versus Goldberg from Crown Jewel 2019. <laughs>
1: absolutely uh but yeah that concludes our uh show today that is the backlash review be sure to check us out on twitter and instagram at the underscore Podsky. make sure you're checking us out on youtube channel uh we got all the archive shows up there as well they're in playlists so you could start from the beginning and you can just playlist your way through from the from beginning to end and uh yeah, so uh thank you to the boys for the three man booth for coming back on. Anything else before we uh hit the dusty trail?
0: I'm I got nothing else, man. I got another day of, of putting in work at the house and trying to get trying to get this all fixed up. So that's what that's what I got going. I'm gonna probably I'll probably fast forward most of Raw tonight and then get try to get to bed at some normal hour and then and then get up there and meet the painters tomorrow morning and get this thing going.
1: Nice, nice. Well, uh with that we will see you next time on the podski